little left, where have you been? Naughty, naughty. Yeah, that's right. Hard and naughty you. Keeping me from my rounds. I'm late as it is. Now stay put. Don't go anywhere till I get back. Understand me? Nice. Welcome to the eighth day of Crapmas and Tom. It's it's 2016. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. An- another year closer to death for us all. Happy New Year, everybody. Well, you put a really <laughs> positive spin on things there, Dave. Well, you know, it just starts with me to go on. I think we're going to be talking about a lot of death in this movie. <laughs> yeah, this is full of death. Yeah, plenty of death, um, plenty of nudity. As well, what I mean, what better way to start the year? Definitely yep. nudity. How was your New Year's Eve? Um, at a guess. <laughs> at a guess. Oh, um, if you could. I mean, if you can remember, because you were so drunk, of course. Well, that's yeah. Although, in what re- else would I mean? <laughs> in recent, well, who knows? Who knows? It was. Um, would you believe it or not, mate? In recent years, uh, I've been quite sober. Yeah, not really. Um, not really drunk to excess. I prefer Christmas though. I prefer Christmas to New Year. And I've that... started to prefer New Year's now because yeah, you know, Christmas is nice in our family and all that. But you know, I don't think because I don't really drink as much as I used to now. I sort of just do it. You know, I sort of go for a bit on New Year's, even even if it's just staying in and watching bad films. So, do you have a particular drink that you uh, have to have at New Year? Not really. We do the champagne at midnight, but you know we mix it up. It's it's normally like spirits. Although the other day of the year that we really go for it with alcohol and watching stuff is Eurovision, of course. <laughs> That's, you've got you've got yeah, to do that. That um, has become tradition, hasn't it? I think. 
Yeah. Um, no, as I said, this year's White Russians and uh, Champagne. You know, not together. Or, or did we? Yep. Um, uh, yeah. So. I don't think but, I've ever had a White Russian, mate. You know? Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I haven't. Yeah, well, you should. You, um, Sainsbury's are knocking out the, uh, the kits for 20 quid. You get a bottle of Kahlua, a bottle of vodka, um, a milk bottle and a glass and a little stirrer. So, uh, but don't make it how they show in the box because that, for some reason it's, it's supposed to be all white. For some reason they're showing a dark, almost sediment <laughs> at the bottom of a glass. So that's not a bloody white Russian. White Russian is what you see the dude holding, the big Lebowski. That's a white Russian. Yeah. You don't, leave, you don't just put enough milk on the top. You stir that shit in so it's white. Ah, so it's lovely. I was just going to say, yeah, would you recommend it then? You would. Yeah, and you got if you've got phage hair, you have like a white, uh, got milk tash, but <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe next New Year then I might have to try one. Oh, you should, you should. <laughs> maybe I should. If only you could turn back time and try one this New Year. Oh, if only it's too late now though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not hungry. I, if if you hear me, I'll try. I might have to mute myself, mate. I'm a bit sniffly coffee um husky even a little bit so it's not because i'm hungover from new year trust me just a bit of a cold yeah yeah it's just something that's doing the rounds it's one yeah. of those yeah but still i'm not going to let that spoil my new year no no it's here i'm looking forward to this new year yeah already uh, oh yeah got a lot going on in 2016 as you know so as you, yeah you've only got yeah that's it now you've only got a few months and you uh, you do dallas only a couple of months, yeah, as we speak, yeah, till, uh, well, yeah, I can say it now, it's January, I'm going in March, it's only a couple of months. <laughs> Break it down like that. Yeah, it's it's ever closer now, mate, it's within um, fiddling distance. It is, my, fav- my favourite sort of distance. <laughs> it's, always keep within fiddling distance, if you can, there's uh, a New Year's resolution for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Fiddle more. Yes. For the New Year's resolutions. I wonder if anybody actually did pick I will fiddle a bit more. But that wasn't us. No. And pardon me. That's fine. You are pardoned. Consider yourself pardoned. <laughs> anyway, mate, this 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 film that you picked, um and we watched, it's uh, I thought I'd seen it before. And I hadn't. <laughs> I'd never seen it. I was getting it mixed up with another one that I'll tell you about. So, uh, God, I can you have this mixed up. I know. <laughs> God, please enlighten everybody with um, what what you forced us to watch. Well, today's uh, was Terry Lofton's 1985 masterpiece, Nail Gun Massacre. <laughs> the great Terry Lofton. Please. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you much more than it was released in the year 1985. But yes. that is all the release date information. Uh, the, the, I've got a VHS. I don't I'll have a VHS. It is available on Blu-ray, but I have a VHS cover here. Nice. And uh, the top is... There's two taglines. You know, you've, you've got your multiple taglines. The top above of title Nail Gun Massacre, it's cheaper than a chainsaw. <laughs> if, yeah, true. A nail gun? Well, I suppose if you shop around, you could get quite a reasonable chainsaw price. You yeah. don't have to... It doesn't have to be a particularly nice chainsaw if you want to kill people with it. Yeah, and now's the time if listeners do want to buy one, I suppose, mate. Now would be the time. January sales. Yep, yeah. Yeah, get one cheap if you're planning on a mass... Get your nail guns and or chainsaw. Mass murder with your nail gun. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell us... You don't tell them it was anything to do with us. So no, no. Anyway, nail gun is spelt with nails. Oh, nice touch. 
Yep, and massacres in bright yellow. And and, and the cover is the, uh, the the killer holding his nail gun in the middle of a road, standing over two girls who have been nail gunned to death. The girls are clothed. Oh. Unlike the film. Um, and the other tagline is a very penetrating story. <laughs> oh, subtle and, as anything. Right. And on the back there is a cover. Uh, is a um, a photo of uh, the guy who loses his hand, ironically to a chainsaw. And this is the synopsis. Forget about that guy with a chainsaw and start worrying about the deranged nail gun killer. A beautiful young girl... Okay, that far. A young girl is brutally gang-raped by construction workers at a building site in a small Texas town. Suddenly, mutilated bodies begin turning up. Nailed up. Nailed to trees. Nailed to the pavement. Nailed to each other. Does that happen? I can't remember. Hmm. The nail gun maniac is deadly, and no one knows who he'll be putting, who he'll hammer down next. It's a piercing, no-holds-barred trip into industrial strength horror. That about sums it up. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I like uh, nice touch though, VHS. Nice touch. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the back of a VHS. Says. Yeah. Right. Shall we get into a film then? I suppose we better had. And you know that gang rape? Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> what a way to start. What a way to start. Here you go. Boom. Uh, gang rape. Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, not even like opening credits, hardly anything. Just straight into gang rape. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah, there's a there's a gang of them. They rape this uh, a girl, Linda. And, uh, yeah, that's how it starts. It is. As really, really shitty synth music plays. Yeah. Screeching is the word I put down. Yeah, the the score on this film is, uh, it's not great. It's not. You wouldn't want to buy the soundtrack, put it that way. Yeah, so, Whit, Whitey Thomas. <laughs> did the music. Whitey Thomas. <laughs> I never saw that. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for that. So after that gang rape scene, we cut to a fat woman who has a, a child, and she's hanging a washing out in a, well, in a forest. She lives in the in this forest that we'll come to know. Hmm. Uh, whilst her surly husband um, shows up and is moaning about her, and uh, the nail gun killer um, appears. Now, on first look of it, we get a good look immediately at the nail gun killer. Yeah. What gender would you say they were, just by looking at them? Um, I would bet both testicles that uh, the nail gun killer was female. Yeah, it is very definitely a woman. Yeah. No two ways about it. Um, And he, sorry, she nails her husband in their little uh, house. And uh, this is a problem that starts um, immediately, and it's all the way through the film, and um, the nail gun killer is a very punny killer, oh like like the one-liners. But a lot of the time, because they've got a sort of we're all sort of like a voice effect thing, which I can't quite replicate. You know what, um, mate? That was pretty close. Looks like you got nailed, stuff like that. <laughs> but a lot of the time, it's so much bass in it you can't hear what they're saying. Um, I didn't pick up. I don't. I didn't write down the pun here. Uh, did you catch a pun when he killed the uh, husband? Um, 
she killed the husband. She, I didn't. I, I wrote a pun down later on. Um, it is worth noting, though, mate, isn't it, that the nail gun, especially back in the mid-80s, is not the most portable of weapons. It's... No, even on the cover of the VHS, it's a big thing, and you've got a wire which is connected to something else. Yeah, I think I think you need a sort of um, you need air, don't you? To um, you do, yeah. Shoot the nail, the compressed air, I guess, and um, yeah. So I, I'd assume you know you're carrying an air tank round with you as well, so bit cumbersome. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, the female, the fat lady, she goes running through the forest, presumably to get um, uh, nailed, um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, in big letters on the screen, Terry Lofton. <laughs> who is obviously like the Tommy Wiseau or um, well I guess yeah I guess that's the best example to use he's pretty much associated with every credit of it oh, God, Terry yeah. Lofton T. Lofton Terry Lofton Terry Lofton so yeah so there's a, quite a bit of a Tommy Wiseau room vibe yeah he's, yeah, yeah he's, he's literally got his name all over it he doesn't star in it at least so <laughs> maybe that was in like a deleted scene right after the credits Sexy, sexy time. Um, a guy called Mark um, is in bed with a woman, and there's some soft, porny music playing in the background. And they're taking doctors and nurses to a whole new level. They, they, they cannot stop with the innuendo. She comes out with a line: "It's time for the organ transplant. You're the donor. I'm the recipient." <laughs> now, it's it's a bad line, and it's badly delivered. But the sound's so bad, it just adds to another. Like it's like three layers. It's like it's badly written, badly delivered, and. It, the audio's bad. Yeah. She is an awful actress, this girl. She's got her tits out, so that's that, I guess. She's got a whopping mullet as well, and she's just like, it's time for an organ transplant. Madonna, I'm a recipient. What? <laughs> the acting all the way through in this is... She is. She does stand out, though. She's particularly bad, which is why she's barely in it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so they keep making medical innuendos. The cameraman gets bored and just zooms right in on her tits <laughs> while she's in the mirror. Extreme close-up on them. Like, he's just like, fuck this. Yeah. Um, then he sort of says he'll be back. They make more innuendo about the medical in- profession. and. Uh... Yeah, because he's going somewhere because she says to him, I've got it written down, that she says to him, um, again, close-up on her tits, flashes them in front of him and says, wouldn't you like to play with these? And then um, he says he says somebody's name and then says, I promised I'd cut wood with him. Whether that was a euphemism or not, I don't know. Yeah. Cutting wood with his mate. We uh, will find out, I yeah, guess. We will find out. And um, this guy, I'm, I was like, now this is the first of many times I've asked this question during the film. Was he one of the rapists from the start? Good question, because this got me all the way through. Because there was nothing particularly memorable about, because there were six guys raped at the start, but there was nothing particularly memorable about them. So when it comes to later, you're going, "I was doing the same thing. Was did was he raped there at the start or not?" And it was, I just presumed it was. You know, I thought anybody that gets killed was a rapist, but then the numbers got above six, so I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely not in some cases. Yeah. Um, anyway, he leaves her on the bed as the cameraman zooms in on her tits. Again. Mm. So uh, Mark and his mate, they are going to cut wood. Why? I do not know. It must be a, um, like a, a forest thing. You know, like that we'd probably, you know, go go to Spoons for a cheap pint. They go, oh, yeah, let's go and cut wood. Might be something you just do if you live in the in the woods, maybe. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, they they also they're talking about there is a, they're talking about a killer, and there's a, they are aware that there is a killer already. Um, so uh, Mark's mate goes off to take a leak, and the killer appears. He turns around, shock, and wheezes on her. The killer appears, though, mate. If if you're going to kill people, I'm going to put you in this situation now, mate. You want to kill people with a nail gun, right? And you drive. You've got to drive around everywhere. It's in the woods. It's pretty quiet. What what type of a car would you choose? Hearse. Would you choose a Would you choose like a a, a mustard coloured hearse? Maybe with. Yeah. What else? Surely you wouldn't have the back part of it that looks like a convertible, just to make it stand out that bit more. <laughs> well, there's a lot of equipment that goes into being the nail gun killer. So I'd need something with a lot of back room there. So I would. Uh... I push you not to get that, mate. It's probably not the most inconspicuous car you could drive around in if you're killing people. <laughs> like this person does. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a good point. Oh, you can... Right, okay, I've got a question for you. Because um, you just said he turned around and weed, right? Yes. Now then, um, I wanted to find out... I, I tried rewinding, and it wouldn't get it in the right place. Do you see Widge? Because it sort of cuts quick, and I don't know if it just wouldn't pause in the right place. I wanted to know if he went method, and you saw which the right place. Um, <laughs> I wasn't looking that closely. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, well, if anybody knows, just you know. Yeah, if anyone's watching along yeah. with these films, yeah, do yeah. let us know. Hashtag, anyway, hashtag nail gun witch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he he weaves on her, um, and that comes with a pun. Well, you just pissed me off. Which doesn't really work. No. <laughs> That's about as good as the puns get, really. Yeah. And this guy is nailed in the dick. Yeah, it looks like. So, obviously, I mean, he did, for the purposes of the film, have Widge out. And then he falls on the floor. And he's got, you see, he's got, like, his tighty whities on. Yeah. But they look, they look like a pair of nappies that he's got, because it's so padded. Oh, yeah, yeah. That it looks like he's wearing nappies. Because he gets nailed. He gets nailed yeah. right there. Yeah, he can't. Yes, he do. They do shoot a nail in the pants, but obviously it's uh, very padded pants to protect his uh, manhood. Yes. And uh, Mark gets nailed as well, and he's he's wielding the chainsaw at the time, and it lops his hand off as well, as uh, was of a cover, back cover of the VHS. Uh-huh. Serves him right, though. Yeah, if he was a rapist. Well, yeah, if or if he wasn't, and he was just an innocent woodcutter. Um, unlucky, I suppose. Yeah. Right, the sheriff arrives at Mark's car, and he says it's been there. There's a lot of um, people being able to tell things just by a, a, a little glance in this film, and he assumes, or, or he can tell, that the car's been there for three or four days. So I was just like, how can you tell? He just literally got out of his car, looked at it, and said it looks as if it's been there for three or four days. Yeah. Anyway, is, he... Is this, is this, this is the sheriff who I asked you, is it Gris- Grizzly Adams? No, I don't think it's Grizzly Adams, but... Okay. It certainly looked, looked like him. Yeah, he looked like a young Grizzly Adams with a, a shorter beard. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, he calls it in. It's just a brief appearance from him to start. And then we get the famous grocery store scene. <laughs> Where there's a well, I'm I'm calling him for the sake of just getting on with it. Sexy teens. Yeah. I know they're all well over age, as we sort of come to find in these films. And there's an old woman packing groceries into a box with them, 
And now, did you? Well, like the first time I saw this, I could tell she was reading their lines <laughs> with the the script in front of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was very, very. She wasn't an actress, and I found out later that it was actually um, the director's grandmother, and it was standing in for somebody who didn't show up, which um, seems to be uh, right. Um, yeah, yeah, they um they they move the grocery box um in a minute, but basically it's all just um all you know. If you go to that that cabin, blah blah blah. It's supposed to be like that, isn't it? Like for warning person. Yeah, yeah. You've always got to have the person that you know says, "Don't go there." Yeah. Um, yeah. So they move a box full of groceries, and you can see the script. <laughs> it's right there. Is this? This is. This is just before she looks at the camera as well. Yeah, she looks dead at the camera just before the scene finishes. Just like, oh, what a professional! Brilliant. <laughs> Um, and then we're introduced to this. This is a character, the Doctor. Oh God, yeah. Now, this guy—is he a Doctor though? Is he really? There's, there's several instances throughout the film, mainly due to what he's wearing, where I'm like, I'm not sure this guy's a Doctor. Totally faking it. Yeah, he's wearing the double denim at uh, this stage. <laughs> for even where they live, I don't think the Doctors would go for the double denim. <laughs> and um, Chef comes out with a line. Someone's gone plumb loco with a hammer and a box of nails. <laughs> Just what you don't want. Plumb loco. <laughs> it's not. With all these terrible attacks we're having across the world lately, mate, have you ever heard any newsreader go, somebody just went plumb loco? Well, you hear it on the news quite a bit, the newsreaders just seem to go off now. <laughs> Meanwhile, in America, someone went plumb loco. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for that one. I'm going to try and spot that one now. Yep. There's a drinking game if you ever hear Plum Loco on the news. <laughs> yes. That'll Take be a, bit, a very dusty bottle of alcohol. It will. Take a big gulp because you may be waiting a long time for the next one. Definitely. Anyway, the doc and the sheriff, who, you know, are really do look just look like actors playing, you know, in, well, I was about to say uniform, but the doctor's just wearing normal clothes. Mm. Anyway, they investigate the scene, and this is on the property of Old Lady Bailey. Now, do we meet Old Lady Bailey, or is that supposed to be the old woman at the shop? I don't I, think so. Yeah, I don't know, because she's the only sort of old lady, isn't she, the one at the shop? So I I just presumed it's somebody that we just never saw. Right? Yeah, I yeah. don't think we need to be adding extra characters into this mess. No, uh, especially so, yeah. if there's more nudity from Old Lady Bailey as well. Yeah. The sheriff seems to think it's got something to do with Old Lady Bailey. He thinks it's something to do with her, because that's three bodies they found on her property now. So, uh... Mm. We'll see. Um, we, we cut to a hitchhiker. A car drives past. Guess what car? He flips it off. The car stops. Hitch- obviously, the hitchhiker says, yes, my luck is in. But it's a killer. He produces the nail gun. She, sorry, produces the nail gun. Hitchhiker just stands there screaming where he could have easily got out of the way, at least to start with. He probably oh, yeah. He probably would have died, but he could have got a head start and running off. Um, but he doesn't. He just gets nailed. Uh, the killer says something, but the audio is so bad you can't really hear I've what it, it is. I've got it. Oh, you've got a better version than me. Yeah, I've got it. Um, because uh, the killer says, you should never hitch, hitch a ride with a hearse unless you're dead. Well, Very good. A, well, how could you hitch a ride with a hearse if you are dead anyway? But then says... Now, I didn't get all these other ones because... While she was pumping more nails into him, 
says another four puns. Five puns in total while killing this person. Yeah, this isn't a case. This is like, we've got 100 puns. We need to get into this 86-minute film. Hmm. Bit excessive. Yeah, it's uh, yeah excessive. It almost reminded me a bit of just the, the awkwardness and the... Uh, uh, well, just for general awkwardness of the puns, it was funny a bit of Psycho Cop. Anyone call for a cop? Exactly. Yeah, yeah just that really stilted delivery as well. Yeah. Even even with a voice masking, it was pretty bad. Anyway, I've lost my place. Oh no. Um, yeah, here we go. So they're in town, uh, Doc and Sheriff, and they find a, a girl's nailed body by a department store. Or a, uh, DIY store. We didn't, I don't think we saw her die, but there's her body. It's got some nails in. The doctor <laughs> says, um, "Oh, she's been dead for five hours just by looking like a little glance." Like fucking hell, you're you're wasted here, mate. It's like uh, just the, the, the mental powers, and it just made me laugh because she's found dead. And it's like you said, it's right next door to a shop. <laughs> <laughs> Why has nobody noticed? There's like nothing in the way. It's like a high street. With a shop next to it, and here's this body with a shitload of nails in it. That's you know, he said it's been there for four or five hours. How many people have walked past and not seen this body? Yeah, the owner of the shop seems very pissed off that there's a body there, and he's even more pissed off when they get a call through the radio saying there's another bo- uh, body on the highway. So they just fuck off and leave it there. <laughs> What's that? They do. They do. And this is one of them comes out with the line. Um, if it was my guess, the cause of death would be the same as the others. Puncher wounds from nails. She's covered in fucking nails punched into her. You don't have to guess that that's the cause of death. You can she had a stroke. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> there may have been a chainsaw involved. We don't know. I'm just guessing at this, you know. Puncher wounds from nails. Despite her looking like fucking Pinhead. Jesus. Yeah. So they go to the highway where they clearly more important corpses and yeah this is where it really with the music it really starts to my exact notes yeah (laughs) it did my my exact note at this time is i've just put shite music yeah inappropriate but yeah they look at his body the the uh the quite a funny scene considering what we've been talking about but the driver of a lorry who discovers this corpse is just like well i think he's been there at least like 50, 60 minutes or something like that and the doctor's just like, no, he's been there for longer without even barely even looking at the corpse no, I'm the doctor, I'm the one who'll guess how long they've been there <laughs> Yes, don't you dare try and upstage me with my medical knowledge The driver was probably right but the doctor, uh, Dr. Denham as I've started calling <laughs> just probably just doesn't want to be upstaged No way So, the sexy teens are at the house the old Bailey house and um, there's, there's some dinner they're moaning about like spaghettios or some shit and there's a noise outside mm-hmm. and they go look outside but there's no one there oh no well there was I think I think it was the nail gun killer sort of prancing about outside but it was a long shot yeah. so you can see so they're obviously the next day this is like the red herring scene basically they're uh, picking lumber in a car the teens forget their receipt um, and uh this is Linda that comes out and screams at him for um, forgetting their receipt, basically. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, she's that one who got raped. She's a bit crazy. Oh. Uh, 
yeah. Uh, and they um they say the teams to one another when she goes away, they think that she got dog roaded out the back. I miss that. Dog roaded. <laughs> okay, that's a new one on me. Yeah. Now some other people, four of them, two guys, two girls, appear in the same place, which is sort of like a Yumbiard construction site, looking for work. Are these any are these two rapists? I can't remember. Um <laughs> Now they're pointed. Now is this guy Bubba, who points them towards the old Bailey house? I yes, I think it is Bubba. And then he makes a, you know, oh, see, they're like, oh, okay, see you soon, sooner than you think. It's like, oh, well, that's narrowed it down to two. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, he sort of threatens them without out of their earshot. So they, um, these four, uh, they go looking for work and arrive at the old Bailey house, but now he's in. So they sit down for what I've described as a sex picnic. And that was, um, yeah, you paint a very vivid picture. I would, yeah, I, I don't think you could explain it any more clearly than that. <laughs> Definitely a sex picnic. Yeah. Um, and in between this, the sheriff finds an abandoned car, which is a yellow hearse. He makes another guess about how long it's been there. How the fuck do these people know? Like, I would leave my house tomorrow morning, and I'll, you know, I'd, I'd probably, I'd know or have some idea but if let's say I didn't let's say my curtains had been drawn for a week and I hadn't left my house and I go outside and there's a car on the other side of the road and I look at it and I'd be like that car looks as if it's been there for three or four days <laughs> impossible <laughs> no way of knowing <laughs> you can't just tell no. you'd have to like really get close up and like see you know like if there's a layer of dust or something yeah. on it or put your hand on the bonnet to see if it's warm Anything yeah. like that, yeah. That would rule out, but you know, that would rule out hours if a bonnet was cold. Yeah. But other than that, this guy, hmm, I don't believe it. No. I don't think he can do this. Anyway, he he report calls it in. I don't really know what happened with this scene because Killer is back in a yellow hearse later on. So yeah, it's a bit yeah, a bit weird, a bit misleading. Yeah. Anyway, back to the sex picnic. Yes, let's get back to uh, where the action is going to take place. Okay, the two couples split off into two pairs. Two of them stay on the on the rug. And two of them go. And so the two go for a walk and end up naked rutting against a tree. And I mean, this goes on for fucking ages, this scene. And the killer, you, like the killer's pretty much near the start of the scene, you can see the killer watching from the bushes. But there is like close ups of their hips as they're going up and up. Getting, yeah. getting, do you think this was real? Do you think this was a. Uh... Well, I, yeah, I'd like to think it was real. Um, <laughs> excuse me, I, it was. Um... I pray it was real. Ad- admiring his technique, the very fact that he all he did was drop his trousers to his ankles. He didn't take his pants off. So then he had to adopt from what looked like behind, um, sort of like a, a frog leg stance, with his legs sort of really wide out and bent, and he, because he couldn't move his feet far apart because he still got his like pants around his ankles. Yeah, looked a bit uncomfortable to me though. Oh, yeah, very yeah. much so. Because don't he make some excuse that was of why they can't lie on the ground because of... Is it for ants or something? Yeah, I've got the line. Um, I have a line because it, it's like... This is Jim Close-Ups. It, he's, this is what she, he says to her. It was your choice not to lay in the ant bed. Meaning he wanted to lie in an ant bed <laughs> and have sex. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what got him off. That could be the, the thing he needs just to push him over the edge. An ant crawling up... An army of ants crawling up his ass. <laughs> And maybe, possibly, into his dick, like inside his penis. Because I think, 
you could get an ant in a Jap's eye. You could, couldn't you? You could. Depending, yeah, I suppose the majority of ants, I'd say, um, tiny standard UK ant, pretty no, pretty no problem really. Um, I'm, there are, I've seen, you know, we've all seen you know, David Attenborough and his programs. There's some pretty big ants out there, mate. Yeah, I don't think this. I think these are just ants. I'm going to assume they're just ant ants and not like these, you know, flying, flying, flying ones. Isn't there a fire ant as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that beast. Yeah, no, it's not like that. I think these are just ants. Ants. Ah. He wanted, you know, she'd get, you know, she'd get a, a few ants in somewhere where she wouldn't want her ants. <laughs> That's major sort of S and M shit going on there. Yeah, I don't S and A. S and ant. Anyway, after a very, very long time, it seems they both get nailed. And then this is like this is what I mean with it sounding a bit with the clunky one-liners. That's a penetrating love story. That's the end of this love story. Says it in exactly the same tone, just like that. No, no pause. When it's just like that's a penetrating love story. That's the end of this love story. He's, and it's just like, wait, was these supposed to be alternate takes or something? Because you put both in. Yeah. Way to pad out the running time. Yeah. Well, yeah, that becomes a common theme as it goes on, actually. Um, back to the other two. He decides to go looking for the, well, the dead ones. Um, he runs into a killer. He forces him up to a tree and then nails him to it by his hands and leaves him there. And that's it. Yeah, pretty much. There's a few puns. Couldn't hear him. Um, his girlfriend is concerned. And to say she assumes the worst about what has happened is an understatement. She goes fucking nuts. Yes. And this is before one of the sexy teens shows up. Then she almost just starts like convulsing just out of shit. Just like, I'm going to die. I'm going to work. Why? They do, these, as far as I know, these guys don't know about the killer, right? Yeah, they've got no idea, have they? Yeah. Well, why is she yeah. jumping to this conclusion that she's going to die? Because, he's, you know, three of them have gone off. Yeah. Yeah. She. Mm. I don't think she gets out much, this girl. She got full-blown hysterics. <laughs> anyway, um, the sheriff is driving towards this uh, the scene of these crimes, um, and he thinks old lady Bailey is connected to the killings. And then the sexy teens tell him of the body discoveries, and the guy nailed to the tree by his hands is dead. Okay. Because that would hurt. I'm not saying that wouldn't hurt. That would really hurt, and that would be very painful. But it doesn't seem like a great deal of time has passed. No, unless... Oh, no, wait. No, wait, it does. It's the next day. Ah. Because they actually make a point... Fuck me, there's a logic point here. They actually make a point of saying they rang the police the night before, but it was too dark to send anyone out because they wouldn't be able to see anything. So it's the next day. Shit. Plenty of time for for ants to crawl inside him and eat him alive. Yeah. We never see that guy's body, so I'm assuming that's what's happened. Yeah. Freshly from the anus of the gut naked guy. <laughs> anus ants. There we go. That's the type of ant it was. It's a whole other film, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, God. Forget Sharknado and now let's get anus ants made. Yeah. Well, now this is something. I've watched this film twice now and I only noticed it the second time. I don't know if you did. So the sheriff is looking at the bodies and Dr. Denham shows up. And they're talking to the teens. Two gunshots go off in the background. Did you hear them? No, I didn't. It's like, bang, bang. One of the teens glances round. No one else reacts and no one mentions it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's somebody nothing to do with a film sh- uh, going hunting or shooting in that forest on the same day. 
I, I was just like, I never called it the first time, but the second time, there's a very clear bang, bang of like a gun going off, and nobody mentions it. Obviously, it's nothing to do with the film, so. Yeah. Yep. Bloody hell. They, they, they could have been. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody would have been shot in the making of this movie. People probably wishes, wish they were, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it just sort of, all that, that sort of thing, the thing with the, uh, the script in the grocery store and the thing, you know, these gunshots, it always reminds me of like Stuart Chapin, good for picture, good for sound. <laughs> yes. As long as it, you know, it's framed right and the sound's there. Yeah. Although a lot of the instances in this film, the sound's not there, but we'll, uh... No, the sound is bloody awful. Right. The sexy teens just go back to business as usual, really, after that, and they notice one of the nail... This is getting... This is where it's confusing, right? They say one of the nail guns is missing. And then it cuts to two idiots... Now these are the rapists. These two are people who did the, the gang were involved in the gang rape at the start. Yeah, they are having a shootout, a play shootout with nail guns. But it comes after a scene where they said, the teen said their nail gun is missing. But this, these two, their the nail guns they've got will probably be their own. Yeah. So it's a nail gun that was. So it's a nail gun that was missing. The one that the killer took. Why? Because they've already done loads of killing with a nail gun, which so they probably had it already. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know, maybe reading too much into that scene, but that was a little bit confusing, especially how it was. Yeah, the very next scene was two people who had nail guns. They, I'm pretty sure they didn't show up. Yeah, take one nail gun so yeah. they could have a nail gun fight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that actually thinking about it like that is quite confusing. Yeah. Anyway, they they have a little shootout. It goes on a bit. Um, the killer shows up. I couldn't catch most of what she was saying, but she did strongly suggest she was a rape victim. So not only is she built like a woman, mm -hmm. a, a woman's figure. Yes. Uh, she pretty much says she, you know, you raped me. Yeah. So uh, making it pretty clear of who this, yeah, any this ambiguity female killer <laughs> over yeah. this is a yeah. dwindling. Um. So yeah, okay, and we cut to right. Who the fuck is this? Is this guy? I have no idea. I think they said they're friends of someone, but the audio is, is a bit shit on this. Um, <laughs> so it's a guy and a girl. They're driving along, and they pull in to get far. This has got nothing to do with a film. We are getting into a bit of a film where nothing that's going on has got anything, any bearing on the film. No, this, this is definite padding-out territory. Yeah. So they, she's hungry, so they pull into a fast-food restaurant, um, and the waitress who serves them is an ex- of a guy, and I put in brackets, rapist. I don't, I don't think he was <laughs> in the car. Um, um, most of the dialogue, especially near the end in this scene, is um, inaudible because of the loud noise of traffic going past. Oh, God, yeah. And there was, I've got a question for any American listeners that remembering that this is 1985, and you quite see, clearly see this sign, Tom, don't you, of grilled cheese and fries. It's one dollar nineteen. That seems pretty expensive for nineteen eighty-five to me, just for grilled cheese and fries. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering how much is it now? You know, how much would you charge? It's basically I I read it as like it's cheesy chips in it over here. Yeah, yeah. Well, and bear in mind, you know, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. That's bear that in mind, you yeah. know, for prices. I mean, thirty years of inflation. Exactly. Yeah, I thought that. It's just like that. It's very cheap. Mm. But would you eat there? No, probably not. Anyway, 
Yeah, now this is how all this waitress does is just like, and I thought the food was going to get tipped on someone. Yeah. You're asking for it and I like this, but all she does is slightly bend the aerial on the guy's car. <laughs> and then the woman in the car with him just sort of lets him off the hook. And yeah. that's yeah, and that's the scene. Um, yeah. Doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we cut to later, it's night time and they've sort of pulled up somewhere and they start making out because he is as horny as a rooster in a Chinese hen house. That's about as horny as you can get, mate. You know when you get to that stage where you are as horny as a rooster in a Chinese hen house. We've all been there. You've been there. You just think you're going to explode, don't you? It's yeah. you, you know what I mean? There's nothing you can do. Even though you're crammed into this tiny two-seater sports car with no space to, to move around or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the song. Oh, my God. And we get... This sex scene goes on for so long, we get... The entire song. Then it cuts to like the radio DJ. And then what's the next song? That song again. <laughs> yeah. And they move they move on to the hood where they can fly as well, they say, don't oh, they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very romantic. Yeah. This goes on forever, this scene. Well, it's the length of an entire song and then the start of the song again. And then um the killer appears. Uh, the guy looks at the killer and asks, "Are you a cop?" <laughs> no, definitely not a cop. Yeah, um, he does. In one of the lines, you can actually hear the killer say, "You big tits, get him a car." <laughs> one of my famous chat-up lines. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, she kills him. And then, like, now this, now this guy. Uh, this is, I don't think I've ever said this, asked this question so many times. So I feel this bald guy who's reading about the killings of a paper was he a rapist? Was I, he one of them? I don't know. It seems a bit too random for him not to be. Yeah, um, but we've seen by this point we've, as you just brought up there, mate, haven't you? We've seen so many guys get killed, and you go in, is he a rapist? Is he? A rapist? And again, going back to the point, there was only six, and we've had more than six dead already, haven't we? Yeah. So he, you don't know. I was, I was losing track of um, who was who. I think he might have been. Anyway, he goes. Um, he's having a barbecue with uh, what I thought was his girlfriend. Was but it's actually his daughter, as he found out in the next scene. Um, he tells her to go put a swimming costume on, which, which would have thought was his girlfriend. Yes. But it wasn't. Um, anyway, he's he's got some he's got some uh, steaks on the grill, and the killer lunges out of a pool and nail guns him. I don't know how. He's, he managed. If I'm not sure the mechanics of a nail gun, but if I had it in a swimming pool and it had water in it, and I don't know how long he's been waiting, she has been waiting in that swimming pool, water will get into it. Still worked. Well, that makes you think, though, doesn't it? Because the the barbecue is obviously well underway. They've been yes. out there quite a while having mm. the barbecue. Mm. They'd have noticed this killer well, walk in before. So you think, okay, so the killer's snuck in gone underwater in the pool and held a breath for about three hours waiting for the barbecue to get you know in its swing before coming up yeah mm. you'd think yeah but anyway he sprawls like you wouldn't fall like this if you got shot by anything but he sprawls over the barbecue and stays sprawled over the barbecue um and the uh, daughter discovers him and he just I guess the killer just wanders off and now you want to talk about your long scenes. 
Oh, Holy God. shit. You want us to talk about your long go absolutely fucking nowhere scenes. Dr. Denham is in his office. He rings up a colleague in Dallas and he wants him to put together a profile. That's all it is. This scene, what's five minutes? Easily, if not more. It, it goes on and on. I've just hear him on the phone, one sided. You don't hear the other side. Look, on and on and on and on and on and on and on. He finally hangs up and he gets a call about the killing in the uh, swimming pool barbecue thing. And that's uh, where he says it's a daughter was you discovered him, not a girlfriend. Yeah. At this point, the doctor is wearing jeans and a sleeveless shirt. Oh, casual. Medical doctor. Mm. Um, they're beginning to connect well. The sheriff is beginning to connect the dots between uh, the gang rapes and the murders. Um, and they're going to go and... The doctor's a bit like, I don't know, I think you're wrong. Um, but the sheriff wants to go and speak to this Linda who was raped. Um, but first they're going to stop at a cafe for another nothing scene. And then the doctor demands... You sort of, the doctor the doctor makes a decision it's time to close the case. This criminal case. This guy is a doctor. In the best case scenario, he's a doctor. I don't think he is a doctor because he's wearing just jeans all yeah. the time. He's, he's clearly a, an escaped psycho. Yeah. He just wants the case doctor. closed. Yeah. Like, that's not, you do not have the authority to do that. That is not your decision to make. Anyway... Two new characters, why not? We're so fucking obvious at the end of the film. Let's have some more new characters. <laughs> yeah, you've got no idea who they yeah. are. And it's not until they mention the passing they were looking for gasoline, so obviously their car's broken down. And they seem quite happy about it because they're running along holding hands, skipping and stuff. Hmm. And uh, they find, they come across these uh, block of houses and they walk right past a nail gun killer who's stood like in front of the camera and they're a bit further back shouting for people. And then they come out they look round when they're at this door, look round, and they look straight at the nail gun killer. They come out, they start walking towards him, they're stood right in front of him, just to the left of a nail gun killer, and they do not notice him until he bursts out of nothing. <laughs> and they're like, ah! So that's like, how could you not see him? <laughs> her. See her. her. I'm see sorry, her. yeah. It's see her. Woman. Yes. Absolutely ridiculous. Um... They get nailed. Um, he says something about something. I can't. Yeah, I couldn't make it out. He promises the killer promises to get and Doctor mm. Denham. I think he said the doctor or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, we, we're reaching the film's conclusion, um, and the doctor uh, confronts Linda, uh, but her partner, I think, Bubba, has gone out. No. Doc says um, he, um, he knows where they're going and he says where it is but he turns the engine on it but start, uh, starts your car's engine and he's drowned out by that noise <laughs> <laughs> again the sound is so shit yeah so um, it's a construction site uh, at this point the sheriff's on board well the Doc also by the way the Doc confronts Linda I thought the Doc wanted it dropped yeah and the sheriff was the one who um, was convinced um, Linda had something to do with it obviously mm. not mm. well yeah. Anyway, they start. They see the yellow hearse and start to chase it. Obviously, what you were saying was right. It was not the best vehicle to a uh, for a murderer. No, definitely not. Not a good choice. Um, and they follow it too. Of course, a construction site. Um, they sort of the chase goes up on that that pile of well, pile of grit is what I put. Yeah, that was. I was trying to work out what it was, and it just. You always, you always see it in films. <coughs> Yeah, and it's just, yeah, just like, well, it's grit, isn't it? 
Yeah, so um, the car, they cha- they drive, the purse drives up to the top and then it sort of just falls down into the bottom of it. And they, they are the... Uh... Oh, fucking hell, I've got something in my eye. Hold on. It's not grit, is it, mate? Ah. It's, oh, it's, is... it's not an ant. Please don't tell me it's an ant. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm good. Sorry. So, I thought I thought you were getting emotional you, and you started tearing up at the end of this movie. Yeah, yeah we're getting that... to the end of the film. We're going to miss yeah. talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, uh, the killer, the Nelgon killer, stumbles out of the hearse at the bottom of it. They're on foot, uh, Linda and the Doctor, and they're chasing him, and he climbs up what I've described as a thing. Yeah, um, it's like a massive conveyor belt. Yeah, and then he falls off it. What was the point of running up that? Because so he could fall off it. Yeah, because at the end of it, it's not like there's a big conveyor belt and then it goes along like a corridor or somewhere. It's you run up the conveyor belt, and then there's a massive like fifty foot drop at the maybe other it, end. Maybe it's a part of something. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I don't work in construction. No, not as some of you may know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's fallen off it and died. Um, eventually, they get down there, and Linda takes off his helmet. And in an absolute shocking twist, it's Bubba. Oh my god. One of the two people it could have been. It's like, <laughs> like the shittest game of Cluedo. <laughs> it was Bubba or Linda the whole way through it. And also, by the way, I should just roll back a minute or two there. When the nail gun killer got out of the car, his body shape had, had, had altered dramatically. Yeah, completely. It was a bloke this time. It had no longer that svelte woman's figure. Hmm. I don't know what they were trying to do with this. What do you think? I've got no idea. Because if they were trying to fool the audience into thinking it was a woman, then that's not the way you do it. Hmm. Things like, oh, you raped me, blah, 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 and your voice is distorted, yes. But actually having a woman in there, but if your end game is it's going to be a bloke, then I don't know. Or maybe their whole thing was that Bubba took the uh, heat for it at the end, but it was Linda the whole time. Ah, yeah. I think that's probably the. Be- I don't know if they're that smart to do it like that, but I think that's the best way to look at it, just for the sake of our sanity. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're very kind crediting them with that intelligence. Yeah. Um, so Linda wails, and we look at the body for an age, and then Doc and Linda walk off into a sunset. I assume he's just going to bone her. <laughs> and that's you know, and why not? There's been you know enough sex scenes already. Yeah, and that is nail gun massacre. Yeah. Um, Lots of nails and um, lots of nudity. And, uh, There's a lot of nudity. Yeah, a lot of a lot of bad puns, a lot of inaudible puns. Maybe listen to it for subtitle, watch it with some it, subtitles on. It could be a good choice. Um, yeah, lots of really shit acting. That's what we like. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of blood, though, is there really? No, there's that sort of. Um, Little patches where they get nailed, but it's no, not a. Yeah, there's no, there's no spurts. No, and no. I know you missed a spurt. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite disappointed when there's not much spurting going on, but and there's not in this. But yeah, it was. You know what I said at the start, didn't I? I was thinking something else. Um, I was getting when you said nail gun massacre. Why I don't know. Uh, I thought toolbox murders. <laughs> Sprung to mind. Oh yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> you know, this a very tenuous link there. So then, when it come on, I thought, okay, this isn't the one. <laughs> mm. 
So yeah. I'd never, I'd never seen it. So thanks to you, Tom, I have now seen Nailgun Massacre. Hooray! There you go. Thank you for uh, beginning my year with this. <laughs> Things can only go up from here, surely. <laughs> nah. Oh dear me. We're on form, aren't we, with what this and um, Empire of Ash? This is better than Empire of Ash. It is actually, yeah. I, I think Empire of Ash is still is still the uh, the low point of these Christmas ones, don't you? For now. Ooh, there's time yet. There's still yeah. time. <laughs> oh god. Okay, there's another four still to go. <laughs> right then, before I collapse, Tom, would you uh, care to do the uh, housekeeping? Of course, of course I will. The uh, website is 80spicturehouse.co.uk. Twitter at 80spicturehouse. Facebook.com forward slash 80spicturehouse. Pinterest, Reddit, Instagram, the 80s Picture House. And please leave us a rating and review on iTunes so more people can hear us talk about ants going into dicks. <laughs> That's how we roll. Get, get the word out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It'll be all over iTunes. Hey, we've just heard this podcast. It's it's all about ants going into dicks. All about <laughs> a future episode. They're gonna they're gonna branch out in production and make a movie called Anal Ants. They're gonna make that. So, yeah, 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 coming soon from uh, H Pitch House Productions. Anal Ants. Right. Yeah, we should film two back to back. Really, shouldn't we, to save some cash? Yeah. <laughs> You can you can work on a type for a second. Okay then. <laughs> well, Ain't Lance too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right then. Um, shall we recover from uh, New Year's Eve then and be all fresh and ready for tomorrow? January the second. January the second and the ninth of the crap my shows, mate. I said it's all done now, though, isn't it? For for me, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, there's this still, is it. There's still a few days off before work, but. Back it's, to back to business. Yeah, yeah, that's it now. Then once you know New Year's Eve is gone, the, the next few days just are, are sort of yeah, aren't they? You know what I mean? Yeah, these these are nothing days coming up. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll uh, entertain. We'll have some entertainment for the people for these nothing days. Obviously, oh, you know everybody, especially that's keeping up to date and listening to one a day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So get ready. There'll be some. Well, there'll be something days because of us. Yes, and uh, not not nothing days. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> right then <laughs> until tomorrow shall we say goodbye let's say goodbye okay goodbye <gasps> goodbye <laughs>